What's going on, Badger fans? We have recruiting to talk about some 25 committed kids. I got Brian Smith on. We're going to chop him up and see what he thinks about this uh, 25 class that's starting to build up for the Badgers. Let's go on Wisconsin. You are Locked On Badgers, your daily podcast on the Wisconsin Badgers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, Badger fans? Welcome to Lockdown Badgers, your team every single day. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, I really appreciate it. Today's episode brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more right now. New customers can join with $5, get $150 in bonus bets for free for first-time customers. Uh, visit FanDuel.com slash Lockdown today to get started. And let's get that man on. Let's get Brian Smith on. Uh, we haven't talked to Brian in a little bit because last week I failed to send him the show notes of what I wanted to talk about in time. So... <laughs> Uh, that, that is, yeah. How's that for a professional podcast, <laughs> Brian? Ah, uh, well, it happens. We're all human. So at least, at least we got them this week and I'm stoked about it. What I wanted to talk about last week, we're going to talk about this week and I'm excited about it because we've had a couple prospects that, uh, we haven't had a chance to talk to Brian about that committed in the 2025 class. I want to start with, uh, Brendan Ains, the, the six, two, six, three, 220 pound linebacker, uh, out of Tennessee, the composite three-star kid. I really liked the film. I'm very curious what you thought about Brendan Ains when you watched him. He's one of the rare kids that I had to watch it twice to kind of get a gauge because he does so many different things mentally that aren't very common at the high school level. He's playing against solid competition where he's at in Tennessee. It's not elite like Atlanta or Miami or Dallas or something, but he kicks the crap out of it. And he does it in a way that's a bit unusual. He schemes, man. Like when he's a blitzer, he's like an NFL guy that waits to the absolute last second to show his hand. Quarterback screwed. He gets more free runs at the guy playing quarterback than about anybody you're going to see, whether he's blitzing from slot, true outside linebacker. And his, like, you can tell they respect him at his school. They move him around. He'll play deep in coverage, et cetera. They move him all over. That's the ultimate sign of respect. And he's successful. The other part to his game that is – Probably going to make Badger fans very happy. I'll get to the coverage in a second. He blasts dudes. He goes through them. He's 1981 inside linebacker mentality, but with more modern game in terms of his ability to blitz and play in coverage. And the last part is my favorite. Most linebackers his size aren't bad in coverage. They're horrible. They get annihilated. And it's why you see 40-something point games for both teams, even at the college level in the playoffs like Georgia. They've got guys. They still can't stop these slot receivers. There's no way to fix it. This kid at least gives you a chance because he reads it well, he can move laterally, and he's long. One of the problems Wisconsin has had historically, not the longest defense in the back seven necessarily. This kid is a trend in the right direction. I'm not saying he's going out and leading the Big Ten in tackles for loss or sacks or picks or anything else, but this is the same thing I hear from every staff that I talk with. We want length. It is universal. I'm sure that Fickle wants the same thing in Madison. And it feels like, again, watching the film, you know who's filming kind of reminded me of not not the same player, um, but just from the way he flies around the field, blows people up, and it's a badger that they got this year, Tackett Curtis from USC. Uh, oh yeah that kid's really good that kid's on another level yeah. Yeah, well, physically though they were just blasting people right and i want to get to the point you made about they move them around a lot you see him blitzing you see him in coverage you see him in space you see him wide, lined out wide right you see him hand in there you see him everywhere this feels like a chess piece for that mike trestle 335 
if you don't have guys that want to take on the responsibility to spend more time than they would at other programs to learn the scheme, Wisconsin and the defense they're trying to use will be annihilated as well. You got to have kids that want to embrace that. He's already doing it in high school as an underclassman. What does that tell you? He ticks a little bit differently than your average high school kid. He's he's not taking algebra. He's taking calculus. You know what I mean? Like with football, it just comes naturally to him. That timing, that ability to adjust play to play, and even within the play, like there are moments, the first play of the film, he blitzes. They almost suckered him in with a hard play fake, and he read it, and the quarterback moved out, and he got him. That's one of the oldest plays in the book, but it's worked for 100 years. It's going to work for 100 more. He got a, a quarterback sack. He has instinct. So you bring that with the length and the athleticism, the nice 215, 220, I'd say somewhere in that range from a frame. That's a kid that can play at a very high level. Wisconsin got better with him joining their football program. Let me ask you this. And I always ask you this um, with, with prospects. You know, he's a composite three-star kid. Where do you see him potentially ending up? I know recruiting rankings, people have different opinions. It's not the be-all, end-all. But it is a metric that fans use to, to gauge upside of a class. He's screwed in one regard. He's not at a place where he's going to get scouted much. Let me put it to you this way, and I haven't looked at the list. I, I could I could pull him up, and maybe he's on the list. I could check while we're on the show here. Under Armour Atlanta is this weekend. It is without a doubt, in my opinion, the most important Under Armour camp of the year because you get Atlanta kids, Birmingham kids, Charlotte, Nashville. It's a composite. There's a great offensive lineman named DeBose coming all the way from Mobile, Alabama. It's all over the country. He might be there at that, but for the most part, the elite scouts like Chad Simmons and, you know, Wilt Fong, it's, they don't go to anything but the elite ones. They're not going to see this kid. It's harder for him to get analyzed. That being stated, I know that probably ticks Wisconsin fans off, but it's why you see kids in Florida, Georgia get ranked more because everybody lives here. There's just more concentration. It's easier to scout. That's why they live where they do. And that's why, you know, I, I live in the same area. He's a kid I think could compete in Florida. He's a kid I think could compete in Alabama at the 6A level, if you will, like Alabama at 6 and 7A. He could compete here, no problem. That's the bottom line. Is he going to be given the same rankings because people don't see him live? Probably not. If he makes four-star, I'd be surprised just because of where he's at. No, I got you. What about Tennessee high school football? What is, what is that level of competition like there? It's a mixed bag. There, there are three different levels here. You got – you got Knoxville, you got Nashville and Memphis. They all have players, but then you've got some other little suburban areas, Murfreesboro, et cetera, that are okay. And then you have rural Tennessee where it's like, there's one guy on the field when he walks out, you're like, that's the best player. Right. It's just obvious. Kind of like in Wisconsin. It's, it's, it's goofy. It's one of the more unique States like Nashville's got dudes. Mm-hmm. One of the best quarterbacks in the country is from Nashville. This year he's committed to Tennessee, arguably the best player in the country. The next class 26, another quarterback from Nashville. He can go to whatever school he wants but the drop-off is high. Like after the top seven to 10 players in the state of Tennessee, the drop is usually pretty significant, but those kids are dudes. Um, Reggie White played high school football in Tennessee. I mean, you know, there are players here. Yeah, he was good. Yeah. So <laughs> you, you saw it. It just depends on where you're at. Um, I don't think he's in an elite area, but at the same time, he's such a good football player. It just doesn't matter. Gotcha. No, that was a great scouting report. I, I, again, he's a, he's a player I think – as Badger fans, I was talking to Justin, who comes on our, our my podcast a lot about him. Um, the film, it looks like the athletic traits are there to translate. And, you know, whether that takes a little longer to get up to speed when you get to college because the competition's better, but he feels like a guy that there's a reason they took him this early. He fits what they're trying to do schematically. And again, it's not easy 
to play in their defense. You must be versatile. It's not a maybe, could be, should. It is factor. You're not on the roster very long. You're going to transfer out. Tackett Curtis should be their best player on the entire roster by the end of this next year, in my opinion, because he's a smart wow. kid. It's so athletic. I don't care who else they have. Like, he is the perfect fit for this defense. He was recruited by every school in the country out of Louisiana, like every school in the country. Notre Dame, USC, Florida State, didn't matter where you were, you offered that kid a scholarship. He went to SC, transferred to Wisconsin. I think he's going to be an impact guy and be two years at Wisconsin and go to the NFL. This kid, I'm not saying he's the same level of athlete. I mean, that kid, Tackett's ridiculous, but he's right there below it. He just doesn't play at a place that gets quite as much attention. That's okay. Wisconsin's coaching staff, look at the guys they had at Cincinnati. A gazillion three-star guys from random high schools all over Kentucky, Indiana, Ohio. Kids Ohio State didn't want, Kentucky didn't want. They fit their scheme, and they took athletes and coached them up. This kid fits that, and he's a really smart kid football-wise anyway. He's a notch above many of those kids. He'll, he'll be just fine at Wisconsin. You know what the secret sauce, too? Uh, if he was playing at a place with a lot more visibility? He'd probably go to get an offer to somebody else. Tennessee, maybe yeah. you never know. It's, yeah, Wisconsin might not get him. That, that's, I mean, Tennessee might come after him later. That would be hard for him to turn down, I'm sure. All right, this has been awesome. We're going to come up. We got uh, Cody Haddad and Jameer Scott, which we're going to talk about. But first, we're going to take a quick break for our friends of the show um, and a quick second to say thank you to every single person tuning in. As always, today's episode is brought to you by our good friends over at FanDuel. FanDuel is the official sports book of the Lockdown Network, the official sports book of the NFL, the NBA. FanDuel.com slash Lockdown to get our great offer. $5 bet, get $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. Please do it responsibly, as always. But it is a great way to spice up your sports viewing experience. Go to the bar uh, with some buddies. Put something on that FanDuel.com slash LockedOn account, right? Um, whether it's NBA is going on right now. College basketball is going on right now. You got Iowa this weekend for the Badgers. Uh, NFL just wrapped up, but obviously baseball is going to get going. You can find all that action over on FanDuel. The easiest spot to lay all that action. Uh, parlays, teasers, future spreads, every sport. There's a reason we use it on the Lockdown Network. FanDuel.com slash LockedOn, the official sports betting network of the NFL, the NBA, and the LockedOn Network. All right, let's get uh, Brian back in here. Uh, Brian, I want to talk to you about uh, Cody Haddad, the, the safety slash athlete coming out of Ohio, 6'1", 180. Uh, another player whose film I think is pretty impressive. What do you think about Cody? He's an interesting kid because similar to Brendan, he knows where the ball is going. Different position, different body type. He's not near as long. He doesn't have that same kind of measurables. But he always seemed to read everything really well. He's got unbelievable hands. Like he, I'm not saying he's Belitnikov, but at the same time, he's tremendous in space, figuring out the right angle to break on the football and not just deflect it, but like get the darn thing in tight space. So that's a good sign. He played a hybrid role as a safety nickel kind of thing, and he's at St. Ignatius. For those of you who don't know, that's one of the best programs in the Midwest and historically in the country. I think they won a national title in the early 90s. Uh, it's not the same program it once was, but it's still pretty good. And he's been coached. Now the question I have is for him, where would the Badgers use him the most? I know he's going to move around. And I don't know the answer to that because he's not the biggest guy. I don't know if he's even six foot. I, I don't know. But he'll hit you. He reads everything and he baits the quarterback. That's one of the smartest kids I've seen in a while. And that, again, it fits what they're trying to do with this 3-3-5. Pickle, Latrasse, all of those guys, they, they're trying to make you think this is a basic coverage. And then after the snap, the quarterback reads it wrong and it's an easy pick. This kid will fit that. 
I just don't know where he's going to line up. Another way to put it, this may make Badger fans mad, but he's the random kid that's a three-star, goes to Iowa in his all-conference safety. That's what he reminds me of. Iowa does a better job of DBs than anybody. They never get the five-star kid, but they always put guys in the league. This is that kind of guy. I just don't know exactly where he's going to play. I'm curious to see what they develop because they still need that 6-4, I'm just better than you guy at, at back into the defense to make their defense work at Wisconsin. They don't have that guy. He's not it, but and he would be absolutely augmented with it, but he can play the nickel spot. He can play some as strong safety and be a robber, kind of play the middle of the field and get picks. I would not be surprised if Cody ended up leading Wisconsin in interceptions at least once, if not twice. He's so smart. He knows where the ball's going. It's kind of eerie. Man, we would take all those Iowa defensive backs if we could get one. Oh, I'm sure. I, I think it's the Iowa coaching quite a bit there, too. <laughs> it's pretty good. Those guys have the track records there. Let me ask you this with the, the Haddad uh, recruitment's kind of interesting because he committed to the Badgers, and then I think the week after Ohio State offered him, it was either the week or the, the, the day after. It was almost immediately after commit to the Badgers, ah. Ohio State offers the Scully. Um, is that – Hey, obviously he's Ohio kid, Ohio State. That I mean, that matters. Uh, what's the strategy there for Ohio State? Do you think is it someone they were probably slow playing, and then they realize they can't do it anymore? This is one of the things that there's just no way around it. Coaches want to control everything, kind of like politicians or whatever. They don't get that option in recruiting. They want the elite kids, if they could, to all make their decisions early, so they know who they can get. It works just opposite. The elite kids know they're elite and they wait to the end. So you're always playing chicken, Russian roulette, if you will. They got caught with their pants down. A kid, I guarantee you, they thought they could get and wait on, committed way early than they expected, and now Ohio State's playing catch-up. Maybe it wins out, maybe it doesn't. Sometimes it pisses kids off so much, they won't go to the school that they grew up rooting for. It's random. Mm -hmm. If Ohio State wants a kid in-state and they offer early, it's almost impossible to get them. They lose one or two kids a year out of 15 or whatever that they want, you know, whatever it is a given year. This might be one of them, though, because Ohio State didn't get on him and offer him as early as some other schools. And these are, you know, it's power four now, by the way. Yeah. Wisconsin's a power four school in the Big Ten. They're good. They've got a defensive staff with the notoriety. This is an interesting litmus test because Ohio State's DB class right now is one of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen. They've got three kids committed that are elite, elite, elite kids, and they're about to get a fourth. If they want this kid to be a part of it, they're, they can sell him on that. Like, we think of you like these other guys. They're going to be able to pitch that. I, I don't know. This is very unique. But if, you know, Ohio State offers you and you're from Cleveland, yeah, you're going to look at it. He could say otherwise, but I understand. Yeah, it's, it's interesting because – and this, listen, this is how fans, it is what it is, right? A guy commits, he's a three-star. You like the film. You're like, oh, good commitment. And then Ohio State offers, and suddenly, oh, my gosh, this is the centerpiece of the class, right? Like, what – I'm kind of asking the obvious question, but what does that Ohio State offer mean for a defensive back in, in terms of a validation point of the talent and the upside? It's a top five DB school. Has been for years. It's it's everything. Florida, LSU, um, and Ohio State, and Bama, and then recently Georgia with Kirby. Those five are a little different than everybody else. You look at the drafts, you could maybe throw Clemson in there. They've had some. But you look at the last 10 NFL drafts, how many guys in the first three rounds were DBs out of those schools, it'll knock your socks off. 
those kids pay attention to that more than anything else. I know fans want to hear that they want to go play for the Badgers. They want to go play at school X to get me in the NFL. They don't care where that school is. DBs have a more single-minded mindset to get to the NFL. They don't care about the school. They just want to get there. But if they know a school puts them in the league, they're open to it. So a kid like this, I think, is based on how he plays and his ball skills and all that. He's been coached, but he also gets the game. I'm sure he probably thinks he can play at Ohio State, and that's at least going to be on his mind. I think I can play with Naeem Offer. He's arguably the best corner in the country. He's committed to Ohio State, et cetera. It's something that is at least going to be on his mind. If he, if he says otherwise, he's lying. Yeah, I think that's very fair. Uh, we're going to take one more quick break, come back uh, with thoughts on Jameer Scott, uh, another defensive player that we haven't had a chance to talk to Brian with, and also a little thoughts on uh, a Grinch. You know, the new safeties coach coming over from USC and Brian's thoughts on that. Uh, but we're going to take a quick break for our friends of the show over at Game Time. Game Time is the number one source for all your ticket needs, all your entertainment needs, sports, concerts, entertainment events. It's all there on Game Time. And it's simple, right? Go to go get the Game Time app, create an account, use our code locked on, and you're going to save $20 off the already lowest prices for tickets that you could possibly find. Download Game Time app. Create the account. Use our code locked on to save money on the lowest tickets, lowest price tickets you can already find. Inventory for everything. Flash sales, last minute deals. You no longer have to plan months and months in advance. Game time takes all that worry and all that stress off of your plates. Plus, you get pictures of the seats before you sit down so you know exactly what your view is going to look like wherever you are. You can't beat it. Fast, simple, save money, better access to entertainment, the best inventory out there. Download the Game Time app. Create the account. Use code Locked On for twenty dollars off over at Game Time. All right, let's get Brian back on. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Jameer Scott, Brian. So uh, I think he's a safety. When I watch film, I see a safety. I'm going to call him a safety, but I'm maybe defensive back, athlete, corner. Uh, Jameer Scott, six one, about one hundred eighty pounds. Uh, what are your What are your thoughts watching Jameer Scott on film? A really important recruit in the history, at least recent, for Wisconsin. They don't get kids like this very often. I always bitch about Wisconsin's corner and defensive line recruiting, and it's for a reason. You're not going to excel until you get better at those spots, and they started to a corner in particular in the last class. D-line, another story, but we'll, we'll talk about that another day. Scott is one of those kids I think is the perfect nickel. He can play safety. He can play in a cover three more zone-heavy scheme as a corner, but most importantly, he's a striker. He's speedy. And he's a kid like – I thought he was a great running back watching his film. I think he can play running back at the Big Ten level. If you get enough athletes like that, Fickle has shown, again, going back to his days at Wisconsin – or, excuse me, at Cincinnati, he may come in a corner, but he'll play safety. This kid played safety. We'll move him to outside line. Whatever. He'll find the spot. And this kid's twitchy. He's a striker. He's athletic. Let that kind of play out. You need guys like this coming into Wisconsin if you're ever going to have a shot to compete at the elite level. It's the only way you're going to do it. You must recruit better on the perimeter, and that includes running back because they're getting the pass game too. So he could play running back at Wisconsin in my eyes. I just don't know if there's one position for him. That's okay. He'll come in right away and play special teams. If he can be a nickel, a dominant nickel, which I think he could be, that changes your defense, especially yeah. with that three-three-five. He could be that guy like – Everybody has a different name for it. Like it's star, I think, in Nick Saban's. Everybody's got a different name for it. But that nickel hybrid guy, I think, is his most likely spot. 
But depending on how well he develops in the weight room and he takes to the coaching, he might play some outside corner with some help, like to the field, because he's a tackler and they run a lot of screens over there. With safety help, he might be okay in like his own scheme. I don't want him in like LSU's old school cover one. Uh, that 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 would concern against Ohio State. That wouldn't work out well. But at the same time, you need twitchy kids like this that can play versatile roles because every time a team comes out and like I say this all the time, twenty two, oh they're going power, and then they put those tight ends out there at the in the nickel spot. You need a physical kid. It's a DB. He's going to be overmatched, but you need at least somebody that's competitive. A kid like this can be competitive for the Buckeyes. Or for the Badgers. He, he's good enough, in my opinion, to play at Ohio State. That's what I'm saying. I love it, man. I, I feel like you're the high guy on Jameer Scott, right? I feel like you, you're you seeing things on film that maybe other people aren't as much. Is it the physicality at this level that you think is the primary separator there? Well, let me put it to you this way. Fickle is obviously good buddies with Marcus Freeman. One of the things Freeman will not – he doesn't care how twitchy a kid is at DB. Unless they are a striker, he will not recruit them mm. because of the screen game. If you suck at taking on blocks in the screen game, it's 60 yards to the house. It's 80 yards. Everybody just screens you to death to see if you guys will tackle in space. That I get. I, I still would like the really twitchy kid. But Dion would struggle more in today's game. I mean, Dion was still Dion. He didn't like to tackle. They would have screened him until he was blue in the face. You weren't going to outmaneuver him. He's the most athletically gifted guy just about ever walk on planet Earth. But getting beat in the face is not fun. DBs hate it. This is a kid that takes on that. He, he like he runs downhill as a running back. He takes on guys in the screen game as a DB. You're going to find a home for him. Where it's at will take care of itself. I think Fickle was kind of using the same mentality that Freeman does, and they use pretty much the same defense at Notre Dame, and they're both successful. Got to have guys that can blitz. Notre Dame does a lot of blitzing. I think you'll see more of that since they got more athletic at corner at Wisconsin. You'll see more guys coming off the edge in different spots. And you also see more stunts and more aggressiveness. You got to have guys like Scott that can do that. It's about the scheme fit here. It's not just the athleticism. The days of, oh, can he play cover one? Don't mean that much anymore. You're not playing a lot of cover one. Those bunch formations and stuff, nobody can really play man defense in that because right. they're all cross. It, it, you have to be able to play zone and match. Like Nick's matchup defense at Alabama is pretty much what everybody's running now because you're forced into it. You're not going to out-talent Alabama. You've got to scheme them. You're not going to out-talent LSU and Georgia. you got to scheme them. And that's what everybody's going to. So having chess pieces like Scott will help the Badgers a lot. Let me ask you this, because it feels like when you when you take these three prospects in particular, it's about chess pieces, hitters, and versatility, really with all three of them. That's exactly right. They don't want one-trick ponies because of what I said about the 22 personnel. For the record, it's two running backs, two tight ends. You need to have guys that are willing to take on the challenge that pretty much on every play you're at a disadvantage on defense because tight ends now are the biggest pain in the butt in college football. They play in line. They play H back. They go in motion. Like Michigan motioned the crap out of Washington and ate their lunch. They destroyed them with their coaching in that game. And Washington's got a good staff or did when they were still there. you got to be able to have guys that take that on, and then you got to accept the physicality part as a DB particular with the screen game. 240, 250-pound tight ends, you're not going to win. You have to accept it. On this play, I am going to get my butt kicked, and I'm going to accept it. How many guys do you know like that? But you need to mitigate it. You need to create a pile. You know, 180-pound DB is not running over a 240 guy. But that's the challenge he has to get to that 5'9", 170 guy that is caught a screen. Because if he gets it loose in space, you can strike up the band. 
That's why you have to have pieces like this that can move around and keep the offense thinking too and create negatives. If you do not create negatives with those those blitzes and stuff, you give up 40 points. The offenses are too good. So you got to have guys like this. And it's it's what Fickle's trying to do. He's trying to out-scheme the other teams with his athletes. I love it, man. Um, let's talk really quick. Let's finish off here. Alex Grinch, USC's uh, former defensive coordinator, obviously was with Lincoln Riley for a while. Uh, this is something I texted you earlier. I was like, hey, what do you think? And then you had some thoughts. Uh, coming in as a new Wisconsin Badger safeties coach, what are your thoughts here with Alex Grinch coming in? Well, there's there's two parts. Number one, if he was calling plays, if he was going to be the coordinator, I would just simply come on the show and say, everybody's getting fired within three years. He's a terrible coordinator, because he is. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care if they like it. It's just true. He was awful. USC fans were rejoicing when he left as coordinator. But as a safeties coach, I'm curious to see what they do with him. Again, this defense is multiple. Does he have a specific niche that he just knows and it can fit into this defense? I have no idea. Overall, I don't like the hire because I saw what he did at SC and I didn't think they were physical enough. But that's never been Fickle's MO. Mm -hmm. So I'm guessing there's a meeting of the minds there because otherwise, why would you hire him? I thought he was terrible at USC. And I'm I'm guessing a lot of Badger fans are concerned. I would be too. But again, he's not the coordinator. Fickle, and they trust on these guys. They've, they've run a scheme that they know well. They've helped develop and create it. So let's see what he does through spring, see what reports are. And then, of course, I don't know. I'm sure you probably got it memorized. Who do they play the first couple of games of the year, August, September? Have they got anybody significant or no? They have, they have two nothing burgers. Week three, it's Alabama at home. They're solid. Um, <laughs> Listen, let me ask you this really quick. Let me pivot to this really quick. And I have one more question on Grinch. I'm not saying Wisconsin should beat Alabama. I want to be super clear on this. But is this possibly the best time to get a Bama? You get them at home week three after staff turnover. Um, it feels like that's the best possible scenario for a Wisconsin here to give them a shot. The only other way it could be is if they just lost all their scholarships and were on probation. That's it. We don't have that option. Yeah, I know. So, yeah, here it is. Um, Kaylin is a tremendous mind, but they just lost like 20-some kids at Portal. Mm -hmm. They're in disarray. They're in disarray. Like, uh, I live in Alabama now. Auburn is kicking their butt in recruiting. Saban was the reason. That's why I say it all the time on this show. Kids pick the guy, not the polo that the guy's wearing. All his five-star kids were either turning pro or transferring when he left. Mm. It's just the way it is. So it's not the same Alabama they're going to face, but they do have some key guys still there. They have a lot of defensive talent still there, et cetera. If you get your butt kicked, you get your butt kicked. It would at least be a litmus test to know where you're at. And it's, again, their speed is different. I've seen it on field level. That's not friendly. They had two NFL corners that did just turn pro early, though. Not one, two. <laughs> it's... Yeah, yeah, I know, but they're not going to be the same at DB like they normally are. And Nick was the guy that literally would go into the DB room and coach every day. He loved it. So Nick Saban's not there. I mean, if you can't be competitive with them this year, it would be disappointing. Yep, I think that's well said. Let, let me pivot back to Grinch now really quick. I, I had this question. I sent this question to you, and your response, your perspective on it kind of surprised me a little bit. Not that it was bad or good. I just – it wasn't the answer I expected. I asked – does it give you a sense of um, hope is probably the wrong word, but I can't think of a better word right now that Alex Grinch has been hired by guys like Mike Leach and Luke Fickle and Lincoln Riley. Um, you're picking them. like he's, he's worked a lot of really smart coaches have said, yeah, I would like him on the staff. It's got to mean something. I mean, there, there's something there. He's schematically 
I'm guessing he's a brilliant guy. Getting that brilliance to the players is only part of it. They must accept it, absorb it, and then repeat it. It's a lot of process. It's like, you know, a battery in a car can be good, but if you don't have all the things in between, you know, the alternator doesn't work, all that, it's it's the same thing. There's a lot of connectors. I'm guessing that his schemes, you know, they had a lot of busts at USC, went over their heads. Maybe he coached at an NFL level kind of deal, too smart for his own good. And it sounds great on paper. That's why a lot of guys take certain coaches. But now that he's the safeties guy, this is my role. This is my nest egg. I'm guessing that he can do better, or at least theoretically, that makes more sense. And it's within, this is our structure. This is what we do. And Wisconsin was competitive on defense last year anyway. And they added more chess pieces in the portal and through recruiting. They'll be better. He can have success if he plays within the role. Can he accept it? I mean, being the coordinator at SC is pretty cool. Now he's just the guy in the back end of the defense at Wisconsin. That's my question. That's a fair point. All right, he is Brian Smith at FB Scout underscore Florida. Go give him a follow. As always, bringing the insight and the knowledge. Uh, he is Lockdown's recruiting insider. Uh, Brian, thank you so much as always, man. I really do appreciate it. We will talk uh, later, Badger fans, and I'll get Brian on as uh, as always as much as possible. Brian, thank you so much, man. Have a great weekend. Same to you, brother. Thank you.